Well, thank you again for joining us. We really are excited that you're here at North Fort Worth Baptist Church. My name is Caleb Carmichael. I'm the student pastor here. If you're visiting with us or haven't been here in the last few weeks, our lead pastor, Stephen, pastor Stephen Lowry, is actually out on sabbatical through the month of August and September. And so you're stuck with me again this morning. But, but good news is we actually have a panel discussion this morning. You get to hear from some people in our church, so you don't have to listen to me the entire time. But before we get started, I wanted to let parents know um, that Kids Praise starts tonight at 6 o'clock. So if you've got a little one um, and they're interested in music, Kids Praise tonight at the church at 6 o'clock. And if you're like me, you're thinking, well, the Cowboys play at 325, but don't worry, we'll already have the third string in because we are going to be so far ahead of the Giants that the game is going to be over and done with by 6 o'clock, no problem. So join us tonight at 6 o'clock for Kids Praise. But today what we're doing is, is over the last few weeks, we've um, been talking about a set of value statements that we have here as a church. And we've been going through these value statements because there's something that we really want to be as a group of people, as a people, as a church. We don't want them to just be a, a set of statements that we say every once in a while. We really want them to be who we are as a group of people. And so this morning we're talking about the idea that saved people serve people, that saved people serve people. And I'm just going to be upfront and honest with you this morning. I have two goals today. The first goal is if you're a member here who is already serving in some capacity in the church, my goal is to simply encourage you. We're, we're going to get to hear from some of our, our members who are serving, and, and I hope that their testimonies kind of reflect your testimony, and you, you leave here encouraged that you're knowing you're making a difference right here at North Fort Worth. But my second goal is for all of you who aren't serving Unashamedly, my goal is to get you at the end of the service to get information about serving. I want you to be serving by the end of the day. Because what we believe as a church is that serving actually makes our lives better. So when we say we want you to serve, it's not so that we can get something out of it as a church, right? You hear all the time that we're asking for things, that, oh, that we need things. But, but really what we want is we want something for you, not something from you. Because we believe Jesus when he taught that he says, if you're willing to give your life up for my sake, you'll actually find life. He says, if you try to find your own life on your own, you try to keep your life, you're actually going to lose it. But if you're willing to give up your life for my sake, you'll actually find it. And it seems backwards. It seems like it shouldn't, doesn't make sense. But what Jesus is saying is that if you give yourself up, if you're willing to serve others, if you're willing to put other people before yourself, you're actually going to find life. That's why our first value statement is life is in Jesus. Real life is in Jesus. Because we believe when we follow Jesus' teachings, when we follow the way of Jesus, our lives actually get better and we get better at life. And so up front, I'm going to be honest with you. We want you to serve here in the church and out in the community. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to ask our panel to come on up. Um, they're around the room. You're going to get to hear from a few of our members. They can make their way up. And, and so I don't want this to be Caleb talking to you, trying to convince you to serve. No, I just want, to, want you to hear the heart of some of our members of how serving has impacted them, how they've had an impact in the community and the world around them. So if you would, give a round of applause for these people coming up. It's very... Nerve-wracking and scary to do this, I understand. So we've got Joey Cruz on the end, we've got Laura Dipforth, and then Casey and Don Stancil. And so what I'm going to do is just ask them a few questions, let them share with you a little bit. So, so Laura, I'm going to start with you. Laura, where do you serve here at North Fort Worth? I serve in the, chil I serve in the children's ministry, and I do toddler room, first hour, and fourth grade, second hour, every other so what we've learned is Laura is braver than I am. So um, toddlers and, and fourth grade. And so why, 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 why would you choose to serve with toddlers and fourth graders? Like that sounds terrifying to me. Well, I have kids, so, you know, that's important to me that they have good teachers. But I also saw a need and I 
Spirit to fill that need. Yeah, and so I can only imagine the challenges you face working with kids. So I, I'm the student pastor. I work with 7th through 12th graders. It, it works well for me because a 7th grader and I are about the same emotional intelligence level. And, um, but, but younger than that, I, I just freak out. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But, so what are some of the challenges you face with working with, with kids? Well, sometimes I feel a little ill-prepared for class, for teaching class, you know, due to my busy work schedule and personal schedule, and then sometimes it's just my mood or my emotional or energy level or the kid's mood or energy level that, you know, is a little taxing at the end. Oh, I'm sure. I can't imagine. And so um, with that, you say, you know, just, just feeling ill-prepared, right? You want to do a good job. You, you want to point these kids towards Jesus, but, but sometimes feeling, you know, ill-prepared there. How, has that stretched your faith? Has that helped your faith in God grow in those moments? Yes, because God can do what I can when I That's great. Um, so have you seen an impact in children's lives? How, how have you seen um, what you do impact children? Well, it's pretty cool to me when the little kids come in and they're you know, happy to be there and they feel comfortable with you and their parents feel comfortable leaving, leaving them with you and then they can go and you know, get God's word for them. The older kids, it's good. It's enjoyable and encouraging to see them you know, grow in faith and ask questions and give their insight and input, you know, maybe say a prayer, you know, different things that see their Christian faith growing. Absolutely. So how, so how does it feel to be a part of that impact? How does it feel to be a part of their faith story? I just feel blessed that God allows me to be a part of their lives and help lead them to Christ. Now that's awesome. Um, so you're a parent yourself, and, and so looking at children's ministry and, and what we do to try to reach young families, how important for you is it to have um, a teacher that you can trust in their room, somewhere that you know that your kids are going to go and have fun, but they're going to learn about Christ in a, in a safe environment. How important is that to you as a parent? It's very important. You know, that's going to be the most important thing in their lives forever is, you know, their relationship with Christ. So that you also want to know that they're safe and um, being encouraged and enjoy where they're at, and then you can feel comfortable with where you're going to be and be able to listen and learn from God. Absolutely. And so if there's anyone sitting in this room that's kind of on the fence about serving in an area, um, what would you say to someone? What would you say to encourage them to, to jump in and serve? Don't feel, um, let me see. Don't be afraid to take that step in faith. Um, you put, you get a lot more out of it than what you put into it. And God calls us to serve and you are following God when you serve. Awesome. Well, thank you from the church for your willingness to serve um, with our kids ministry, and, and thank you because I just can't imagine. So anyway, um, you're awesome. Joey, um, we're going to turn to you now, put you on the hot seat. Um, so you serve in, in so many different areas of the church, right? You, uh, you work with students. You work on the security team. Um, you, you're the moderator of church council. I'm still not sure what that is, but you do that. Basically, anything. I get to talk. You get to talk, right. So we gave Joey a microphone. He probably doesn't need one. It's probably a little scary for everyone else that he has one. But, but you basically, anything that needs to be done, you do it. So why, why? Why do you give up so much time and energy to serve in the church? Um, it's a little different in this service than the first one because I was able to point to people that knew my parents. And then in here, there might be five of you that knew my parents. But um, my parents were an example of serving. Um, my dad was ordained a deacon in 1960. 
Uh, actually, before my mom and dad were married, he was the director of the singles department for Nor uh, here at North Fort Worth. Um, he was a Sunday school, children's Sunday school director for like 30-something years. Um, Brother Stephen would come through, if he had come through my dad's Sunday school class. Um, he was the chairman of the ushers for many, many, many years. My mom uh, taught sixth grade girls, this one here, and her sister, and a few others that are still here at the church. She taught sixth grade girls for about 35 years. She was a camp nurse for probably 25 or so years. So um, I grew up seeing that, and that to me is, that's just what you do. If you're, if you're, that's what I learned from my parents. If you're a part of this church, you serve because that's what they did. So they were, they were my example of what hopefully I can do to serve the church by, by seeing what they did. No, that's awesome. A, a legacy of, of service is really cool to hear about. Um, you're busy. You're, you're on the go all the time. Your job keeps you busy. Um, is it still worth the time and energy you put into serving because you do so much already? Most of the time. <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's so worth it because to get to see uh, well, kids like this grow up to become young adults and others that have grown up in here and to get to watch that over the years and just to, to see the, the happy faces of people when they walk into church and, and to be able to get away from that busy life you talk about during the week and be able to come here. This is, whatever I do here is so much less busy than what I do during the week. So uh, to me, it's, it's sometimes a relief to be able to come here, to be a part of this church, to be able to serve any way that I can. Yeah, and so if someone, same question I asked Laura, if someone's sitting here and they're not serving, what would be your encouragement to them? Just do it. <laughs> Nike, huh? Yeah. Now there are so many places, uh, so many opportunities to serve, no matter how old you are, how young you are, there is some place here where you can serve and get involved. Um, the preschool and children need a lot of help right now. They, they could use a bunch of folks willing to step in and help raise our little ones. Um, there, there's, you're gonna hear about a lot of uh, other opportunities, but we need more people that are greeters and hosts and on the, the door monitors and ushers. I mean, they had to get two girls to usher today. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but just filling in places like that, there are places where each and every person can serve. And you know, it doesn't have to be a deal where you do it every single week. It may just be when you're on a rotation. Um, preschool and children may not be your thing. Uh, I get that. Student ministry definitely may not be your thing. That is crazy. Um, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> but there's other opportunities. There's so many other opportunities within your life group as a life group where you can serve. So my, my encouragement would be just to step out and try something. Just find something that you have an interest in, that you have a talent. God gave everybody in this room with some talent. Find where you can use that talent, where you can use the gift that you've been given to serve others and just try it. I pretty much can guarantee you, if you do, you will, you will feel blessed by it. You will feel rewarded by doing that. And awesome. If you don't, then you don't have to do it, but I, yeah, I think you will. Awesome, thanks, Joey.
I'm turning to you, Don and Casey, um, on the hot seat. Don's really excited about it, I know. And so, um, <laughs> you, I owe Don some Diet Coke, I think. But um, you guys serve in, in so many different ways here in the church and, and also outside of the church. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But, but you, you lead a life group here, and I'm a part of that life group when I'm able to be there. And, and I know you, you view it more than just teaching a class. You really are trying to invest in people's lives. And so um, why, do you, why do you choose to view it that way? What do you, why do you do that? When I think of life group, who's sitting over there, I think of Proverbs 27, 17, it says, where iron sharpens iron, so can another man sharpen another man. And I think these amazing men and women sharpen me. They bless me over and over again. Um, we live community together. Stans and I are just the facilitators, but any one of them could lead and probably do a better job. In fact, we've asked a couple of them, don't you want to take over? You're smarter, or you're sharper. They're like, uh, no, we like old people. <laughs> so, but when I think of them, I think of community. We don't just meet inside this building. We, we try to really create community for some of us don't have family around. Some of us have family that don't love the Lord. And so my brothers and sisters in Christ, that group serves and loves me, encourages me so thankful for them. They're an amazing people. So amazing. We've had to change our meeting nights. We're now meeting on Wednesdays because so many of them have chosen to serve. And so they said, can't we just meet on Wednesday? Well, sure. I love them. I appreciate them. And if you're not in a life group, I can just tell you, you are probably missing out on amazing blessings. One of the fun things about them is they love to serve. I can't tell you how many projects we've done here locally and out of town. And if they can't go, they say, dang, I can't go. It's I've never heard, I don't want to do that. I've always heard, I can't do that this time. Take to next time. Yeah, and that's that's fantastic. And, and so... <laughs> <laughs> and so you do that here in the, in the church, but you also serve outside the church in a lot of different ways. But specifically, we're going to talk about Texas Baptist Men and your work with the disaster relief teams. Um, for, for those of us who don't know, can you kind of just fill us in on what Texas Baptist Men is, what they do, and, and maybe what you do with them? So Texas Baptist Men uh, disaster relief is called uh, to often when there's tornadoes, hurricanes, uh, trees down on houses, those kinds of things and and we volunteered to work in that area and when I started with that I thought well I have something to offer and I, I can run a chainsaw I can pull wet sheetrock out of the house and what I've learned is it has nothing to do with me or what I can do anybody can do what I'm doing it's it's the fact that we're willing to um, listen to the stories of the homeowners uh, be ready to share the gospel if they need to hear that and and just give them a little bit of new hope in, in what they're going through. It's a really tough time that they're experiencing. So. And a lot of them don't go to church. And so if we don't step outside our walls at church, how will they know about Christ? So we want them to see Jesus in action. They're surprised when we're come. They're like, well, why would you come to clean out all this nastiness? It's because we're asked to. We want to. We want you to know Jesus. We've had opportunity to share faith. Some people even come to know of the ministry of Texas Baptist men. Yeah, and so, 
So in disasters, when disasters happen, you guys show up, right? And you're being the hands and feet of Jesus. So you're tearing out wet sheetrock. You're putting fresh sheetrock up. You're using chainsaws to clear out debris. Casey, you, you well, chainsaws to clear out debris. Yeah. <laughs> and Stance tells the story about he learned about Texas Baptist many, many years ago from a member right here in church, Henry Toombs. Why don't you tell him about that? And you can know I never heard that conversation. I was totally unaware of that. So Henry Toombs, longtime member of the church, back when I was running sound, uh, every service the, we would visit, he would be ushering, and he would just disappear sometimes for a week or two or three, and when he'd come back, I'd say, where have you been? And he'd be out with Texas Baptist men uh, working with some disaster somewhere, and, and uh, even then, Casey didn't know it, but I'd kind of decided in my heart that that's something that I'd like to, to look into being part of, and when Hurricane Harvey hit, I don't know that I asked her. I told her that we're uh, we're joining Texas Baptist Men, and we're going to training tomorrow, and, and then we're going to go see what we can do. And my motivation was not as altruistic was his. I was like, wait a minute, you're going to go all over the country. You just retired. We're having a lot of fun, and now you're going to be away. I'll go to training. <laughs> so selfishly, I went. Yeah, and so you've been on all of these trips. Um, you've done all of this work. How how has your faith grown because of that? Well, like I said, we, you know, biggest discovery was it had nothing to do with me. I, I came into it with a little bit of uh, self-centeredness, thinking I had something to offer, and, and really found out that, that that wasn't what it was about. And, and part of the area that we, we liked the most, I don't know, Mark, you have a couple of pictures up there, that the smiles that we, oops, uh, okay. <laughs> Shameless know, plug here, yeah, absolutely, go for I, it, yeah. That's our new granddaughter. Uh, the, <laughs> Uh, we get to see smiles and people that are in disaster. Uh, yeah, you can just step through those. But uh, time after time after time, we see uh, lives are, are changed. And, and like Casey said, our favorite question from these people is, why are you here? You know, uh, because, and, and we get the opportunity to tell them because Jesus uh, sent us, that we're here to serve you because that's what Jesus calls us to do. That's great. And so... Looking at these pictures, you've obviously had an impact, but could you maybe share a story about... That's Tim, by the way. Hey, Tim! <laughs> so we get a little goofy sometimes. So. Tim, it's probably good that you're wearing safety equipment around Don there. It's, Just as we're warning, if you want to participate in Texas Baptist Men, you have to be specialty trained. And so you have to go to training. You are certified. And when Stan's eventually the first one to do this, he goes, let's do mud out. I'm like, oh, gross. Which, what is mud out? Mud out is where you tear out the nasty sheet insulation in the house. It's from a very, flooded house. From a flooded house. It's very gross. And then our second one, he goes, let's do chainsaw. And I'm like, Stop there, Mark. No. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm a clumsy girl. Do I really need to have a chainsaw in my hand? Is this a good idea, God? Anyway, I became um, a chainsaw certified. So I am also a chaplain. That is my, that's what God really asked me to do. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't thinking, hey, I'm going to go in that and be a chaplain. And so 
opportunities to talk to them, to witness them, to encourage them. Life is messy, and some of their stories are heartbreaking. And so I look for opportunities for God to use me. It's not about what I say. It's just about being available. And some of the questions are scary. Some of them are inquisitive. And some of them are just really deep, hurting type questions. And so where is God going to use you? Get to know your Bible. And get to just be available to love on people. Yeah, so... Can you tell us a story maybe about the impact that, that TBM has had? Yeah, Mark, back up one if you could. This is a house in Dallas just from July um, where a lady named Diane lives here and I don't know what her past was when how she ended up in this house and, and all, but she's not in a great mental state today, not because of the storm, but just life or health has taken her there. And, her yard was just full of vehicles that someday she was going to use. And, uh, and this house took the corner off uh, the, the side of her house and go on to the next one, Mark. And, and when we were done, that's with the trees gone and the vehicles are gone, but she's still living in this house that's destroyed. And honestly, uh, to my knowledge, we've been back there and there's been no more work done on that house. And, and go one more, I think there's a picture of Diane. Diane. Uh, I think is living in her front yard and uh, rather than in the house and was doing that before this occurred and her like I said her mental state is not great uh, but what really impressed me about our blue cap who's our team leader who was driving a tractor skid steer uh, he'd sent us up to another group or another house and we came back I found him sitting on the front porch with Diane uh, sharing the gospel, and he, and he told us at lunch that to the best of her ability, uh, she prayed to receive Christ that day, and you know, you take these big guys that, that know how to run tractors and cut down trees, and, and, and they'll stop and, and share their faith. Um, that's a team that I want to be part of. That's, that's what I love. It may not be me doing it every time, but, but the team's heart is, is to make sure that people know who Christ is and why we're yeah, and so if, if someone's sitting here and they're thinking, you know, I, I could do that, I have some time, I have the willingness to go, if they wanted to get involved with, with TBM, what would that look like? What would they need to do? Well, there's some sign-up process and some training, and, and you could talk to Casey. And by the way, there's a number of people in here, uh, Joey and Tim and Nate and Lori and I don't know who else, and I'm sorry if I missed it. Oh, yeah, Steve and Lori over there and uh, that are TBM trained as well. And so talk to any of us. Robin has been with us. Um, um, and we'll, we'll, we can talk to you about how to get trained. There's no cost. Well, maybe a little bit of cost. But uh, um, and just be ready to go when, when there's a call. That's awesome. Well, I love the, the fact that you're willing to do that, willing to serve that. So same question I'm, I'm asking everyone. If, if someone here isn't serving in the church or isn't serving outside of the church, what would you say to them? What would be your encouragement um, to them? Well, the, the common thread or theme in here is that uh, we may go into this thinking we have something to offer and we walk away with we've been blessed more than the people that we've dealt with. And, and we, God has this crazy way of, of assuring us that we were in the right place at the right time through, uh, like I said, seeing smiles or blessings or, or um, uh, just knowing that you made a difference. Yeah. Actually, God made a difference by using us. Yeah, isn't that cool that God wants to use us? He didn't need us, but he 
but he wants to use us. Um, can we give it up for, for our crew right here? I'm going to dismiss you guys. Do you mind helping me move the chairs real quick? We're going to reset this stage. So if you give us just a minute, that would be fantastic. Also, give it up for these guys right here willing to, to move the stage around. They're awesome. Um, I just kind of asked them last minute, hey, fix everything while I mess it all up. So um, they're great. But, but this, is, this is what we want. You know, we want you to feel blessed by your willingness to serve, right? We, we don't want something from you. We want something for you. And, and so when we're talking about serving, when we're talking about, you know, giving your life away, doing things for other people, we really do believe that you will be blessed by it. I think you heard from each of them, their heart is that, that when they do this, when they serve in whatever capacity they're serving it, that, that they are actually feel blessed because of it. That it's, it's not drudgery. It's not something that they, oh, well, I have to do this. It's, no, it's something that I get to do. It's something that, that I feel blessed because of this work. And so maybe the challenge for you is you just didn't realize you were supposed to serve if you're a follower of Jesus. Maybe you didn't realize that was kind of the, the deal. Or maybe you have and you just didn't really know where to get plugged in. But, but I think there's some encouragement we can find in in Romans chapter 12, and, and Joey mentioned this, is that if you're a follower of Jesus, we've all been given at least one spiritual gift, that, that when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit actually gives you spiritual gifts. He equips you to help build up the church, to be a part of the church, and to use your gifts in order to do that, in order to serve. And in Romans 12, verses 6 through 8, it says this. It says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you, and then Paul's going to list seven, seven different gifts right here, and there's more that he lists in Corinthians, but he says this, so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If God has given you the gift of serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, Paul is listing these gifts, and he's telling the church, he says, hey, use these gifts to build up the church. Use these gifts to serve others. I didn't give, you know, God didn't give you these gifts to, to make you look good. He gave you these gifts so that you could use them to benefit other people. Now, if you're here and you're a new Christian, or maybe you just don't know how you're gifted, you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, you can go online and you can take all these different tests that will point you in the direction of, of your spiritual gifts. But, but back when I was in seminary, they gave us an illustration about maybe how to know how you're gifted. And I've heard other pastors uh, use this illustration, so I'm not, I'm not claiming it. Craig Rochelle uses this one all the time. But, but I love this illustration because it just gives me some clarity. So I want you to imagine for a second. It's called the apple pie illustration. So imagine for a second. I'm um, sitting up here with a table, and I've got a, a big, nice slice of apple pie with some ice cream because this is America, right? And so I'm eating my apple pie, but, but um, it, I'm not very aware, and so my apple pie is kind of sitting on the edge of the table, and you kind of notice it, but before you can do anything, like I put my fork in my apple pie, and I spill the apple pie all over my lap, right? I spill it all over myself. And so in that moment, how would you respond? Maybe for you, you would be like, Oh my goodness, that's so horrible. Let me clean that up. Here, I'll take care of it. I'm going to go get some napkins. I'm going to wipe it up. I'll mop the floor. Like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Here, I've got it. You covered. If that's you, maybe you have the spiritual gift of serving. You just naturally want to serve. If you see a need, you just want to fill it. Maybe, maybe that's you. Or, or maybe I spill the apple pie on myself, and you're like, 
wow, I'm so sorry that happened. Here, let me buy you another piece of apple pie. And in fact, you know what? Apple pie for everybody. Let's get a round of pie for everyone. If that's you, and, and, and like, I would ask you to raise your hand, but you wouldn't do it because you're humble. You don't want people to know that maybe you have the gift of giving. You just like being generous. You like seeing a need and, and filling it with whatever resources that you have. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of giving. Or, or maybe when I spill the pie, you're like, hey, no worries, we can get this organized in no time. You go do this, you grab a mop, you grab a broom, you go get more pie. You do all of these things, you kind of tell everyone what to do. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of administration or bossiness, like, you know, whichever one you want to say, right? Uh, you know, that, that's, you know these people, right? Like, you could point them out in the room, don't do that because they'll tell you not to, right? But maybe you have the spiritual gift of administration or the spiritual gift of leadership. You see a problem, you take charge, you organize, you put things into action. Maybe you have those gifts. Or, or maybe some of you, maybe that's not it, and, and maybe you see me spill the pie in my lap, and you're like, oh, man, that was so funny. You know what? I did it the other day. Hey, you know what would be funny? If I spilled milk pie in my lap, let's all spill our pie together, Maybe you have the spiritual gift of encouragement, right? Maybe that's you. You're encouraged. You love to make other people feel better. And, and maybe some of you here are, or maybe this, maybe this is, I spilled the pie, and you go, I can't even do this with a straight face because I have none of this gift. You're like, I hurt with you. <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm just so sorry that you spilled your pie. I feel your pain. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of mercy. I have none. I don't know what this is like, but, but I've seen people that do this. You feel other people's pain. You relate with what they're going through. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of mercy. You're empathetic. You have that gift. And, and some of you, if you're honest, you would see me spill the pie, and you would look at me, and you would go, you're an idiot. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do. Why would you put your pie on the edge of the table? Like, that's just asking for problems. You should never put your plate on the edge of the table. You know you're going to make a mess. Caleb, you know you're clumsy. Like, that just wasn't a smart thing to do. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of prophecy. You just say what it is, right? You just speak the truth, say it like it is, and you just call people out when they need to be called out. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of prophecy. And maybe for some, maybe some of you are like, you know what? I've been studying this problem, and your problem was that the angle you took with your fork was 30 degrees, and, but if it had been 50 degrees, it probably wouldn't have spilled in your lap. But if it had, even then, you know what, let me tell you a better way that you can use to clean it up, right? You're like, the organizer person's like organizing, and you're like, you know what, let me teach you how to use this mop, let me teach you how to eat this pipe. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of teaching. You see a problem, you see someone doing something, you're like, I can help you do that better, right? Maybe you have the spiritual gift of teaching. And listen, some of you, maybe, you know, you can sing, you have gifts with music, or you have the gift of evangelism, or you have the gift of faith, right? You just trust that God is going to work no matter what. God is in control. Or, or maybe you have the gift of discernment, and on and on and on. There's all of these spiritual gifts. But listen, God wants to use those gifts here in the church and here in the community, right? So God has given us these gifts for a reason. He wants us to use them. And no matter what your gift is, God gave it to you for a reason because he knew that we needed it as a church. Because we are the church. We as the people. It's not this building. It's us. And so when you use your gift, you're building up the church. You're building up the people in this room. 
And so when we say, as a church, we want you to serve, it's not because we want something from you. It's because we want something for you. We don't just want something from you. We want something for you. And like you heard from our panel, that when you serve and when you're using your gifts, it's a blessing. It's not something that you have to do. It's something that you get to do. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is if you're here and you're not serving somewhere, I'm going to ask you to start serving. And if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm interested, I want some more information, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to ask you to pull out your phones right now in church. I know, like, the person from the stage is not supposed to ask me to pull out my phone, but go ahead, pull out your phone, go to northfortworth.com serve, and there's a form you can fill out that has information. Um, we get your information, you fill out areas where you might be interested in serving, and we'll follow up with you. You can also, there's iPads at the back of the room, so if you don't have a phone with you, on the way out, you can fill out that, the information on that card, and we'll, we'll get back with you as well. But, but if you're looking for a place to serve, we have so many options, like Joey said. We want to help you find a place where you can use your gifts. And so kids' ministry is a huge area where you can serve, working with preschool or children. And, and we know, like we tell you a few weeks ago, that you need to be in a life group. And, and then we tell you you need to serve. And you're like, well, if I'm in a life group on Sunday morning and I'm in a worship service, then like, how am I supposed to serve? But, but we can work with you on that. When it comes to preschool, we can work on a rotation. So maybe your life group can take like the first Sunday of the month or the second Sunday or people in your group can take a week and you can kind of rotate as a group. And it's a way for your group to serve together. Or if you're not in a group, you, you can serve in kids' ministry, preschool, children. It's a great way to invest in the lives of the next generation, to, to point kids towards Christ. Like, you could have an impact in a, in a child's eternity. You have the ability to do that simply by being willing to serve, right? And if you think, well, I don't know about working with kids, and, and okay, maybe a little bit older, like work with students. Like, students on Wednesday nights, hey, we need, we need some adults who can just come and hang out with students on Wednesdays, right? We, we meet before we start we, in the gym. We play gaga ball and ping pong. So, like, if you have the spiritual gift of, like, fun, like, come hang out. Play some gaga ball with us. If you don't know what that is, we'll teach you. It's awesome. You'll lose because they're really good, but it's okay. Like, come hang out with us on Wednesdays. Work in the student ministry with us. Or, or, or maybe you like, okay, I just want to be behind the scenes, right? I, I don't want to, you know, teach. I don't want to be in with kids. Like, I just want to work behind the scenes. We have an incredible tech team back here that does an amazing work running sound and, and the screens and the lights and all of that. We also have people that come to the church offices during the week and, and work some, on some administrative tasks. They, they do some paperwork. They help us um, with, with things like contacting visitors and follow-up. It's all kind of behind the scenes. So if you're like, I don't want to be up front, you can help in those different ways. Um, if you are, like, if you, you're the person that just wants to talk to everyone, you're the extrovert, you always have a smile on your face, we have a host team, and, and that means people that, that you're the, the very first impression for our church. So when someone's new, and they're a little scared about coming to church, but they walk in and they see your beautiful, smiling faces, and immediately they feel at home, right? We want you to be a part of that. We want you to be our first impression. You can help with our host team, being greeters. You can help, help people find their seats, because when people are standing and the lights are dark, it's hard to find seats. You can help people get to where they're going. You can help people give information, or you can be a part of our host team. If you have musical gifts, right, we have a choir that sings in the first service. I keep asking to be a part of it and ask for a solo, and Stuart keeps telling me no. Like, I don't know why. Like, I have an awful voice, but it, you know, like, he tells me no. So, but, but if you have a voice, you could sing in the choir. You could play with the band, right? We have so many areas in music you could be a part of with kids' praise and things like that. 
We have small groups that meet. You could lead a small group. You have the spiritual gift of teaching. You could teach in a small group. And if you're like, I don't know if I could do any of those things, right? Um, all of these chairs in this room have to be set up and torn down every single week because Wednesday night we use the gym, right? So even if you can't do anything else, like we, we need to set up and tear down team that can like stack the chairs at the end of services and, and then put them back out. Like if you can't do anything, but I can lift a chair, right? You have a place where you can serve. We want you to use your gifts to be a part of what God is doing right here at North Fort Worth. And so will you join us? If you're a follower of Jesus, are you actually serving people? Because we really do believe that saved people serve people. That it's not just about coming to church to, to get something out of it. Like, we want you to get something out of it, but we also want you to give back. Because when you give back, when you are willing to give your life up, that's when you'll find it. So I'm going to pray for us. The band's going to come back up. We're going to sing one more song together as a church. But, but if you're interested in serving on your way out, I'm going to challenge you to stop at the iPads, fill out that information, talk to any of us on staff, talk to any of the people up here about what they did. We would love to get you plugged in and get you connected and get you serving because saved people serve people. Lord, I'm just gonna, so thankful for today, God. I'm thankful that you use broken people like me to serve. God, that you haven't called us to be perfect. You haven't called us... To, to have it all together, God, but that, that you want to use us in spite of that. That even when I look at my life and look at how incapable I am of so many of the things you ask me to do, God, that you give me the mercy and grace to do them anyway. That it's not about how gifted or talented I am, but it's about how you work through me, God. And so if there's anyone in this room that's on the fence about serving, like they, they think, okay, yeah, maybe that would be great, God, that you would place it upon their heart, that, that you would give them the desire to serve, God, not so that we can get something from them because you have something for them. God, that, you, that when you say, when we're willing to give up our lives for your sake, that we'll find that you actually do mean it, that there actually is blessing and joy in serving others, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.